Hello everyone, you are listening to You've Got Five Options show with Marta and Anna. Join us while we are solving yet another life challenge. And if you decide to share your problem with us, yours can be next. Hello everyone, this is Anna and Anna from You've Got Five Options and this is my third attempt to start to record this wonderful show today with Fatema Barot yeah. Mota. <laughs> My God, I said it. Hello, <laughs> Fatima. How are you today? I'm really well, thank you. It's been a wonderful morning and I'm really excited being here. Yes, I'm also excited and I thank you for your patience because this is our third take. So there are a couple of new things here. First of all, we are in a new studio where everything can go really unexpectedly as Fatima had just a chance to experience. And second of all, this is a very first episode when You've Got Five Options is recorded without Marta. And it's not because Marta forgot or doesn't want to do it anymore. It's because Marta is a really great at customer service. And she just went to pick up our next guest by car from, I don't even know from where, from ferry, from bus stop. But yeah, this is what we do to make, make it happen. So our guests are here. So Marta will join us for the second part of this show. And today with Fatima, we will talk about five keys for creating a captivative presentation. So, uh, Fatima, darling, why did we even <laughs> came up with this topic? Uh, it's interesting. So, uh, I am from India, as you can probably hear it. <laughs> and Maybe a little bit. <laughs> so, I came, I landed in Denmark in 2014, mm -hmm. and I'm a creative person. I work as a senior art director with Lego. But it was my first ever international experience, so it was my first ever time stepping out of India and now picture moving from India to Denmark and landing in Billund. So the contrast was massive and it being my first international experience. I was very self-conscious. I was really trying to find, I found myself very different uh, in, in where I landed and I had to really look hard to find commonalities and connections with people around. And I think that's where it started, but that was four years back. But I had an idea then, uh, which has come to reality recently, and which is in the form of this event that I have started organizing with a bunch of lovely friends and organizations called Pecha Kucha and Violet. Yes. yes, exactly. <laughs> and that's where we, I met, I had the honor of meeting Anna. Uh, oh, thank you. I wouldn't call it an honor, <laughs> but thank you very much. Yes. And uh, that's what brings me here to this show, uh, sharing a bit more about Pecha Kucha but mainly about presentations and yeah, how to make them interesting. Exactly, interesting or even captivating. Uh, okay, guys, I have to tell you that everything that Fatima said, except of maybe being honored by meeting me, is absolutely true. Uh, we have actually met on a Pecha Kucha event and uh, we will, of course, you know, squeeze all the information from Fatima, what Pecha Kucha actually is. But um, just briefly, it's a way of public speaking using a presentation in the background, right? So then I went there and I thought it's fantastic idea and coming from uh, from a profession where communication and presentation skills are so important, yet so neglected and uh, being a victim, I would say, of so many horrible presentations in my life, I have decided that it's a great idea to take an expert here 
which is Fatima, <laughs> and talk about how to make your presentation great. Because, you know, when we think about presentation, we think, ah, oh, some PowerPoint for something. Actually, presentation is a way of presenting yourself to the world. It doesn't matter if it's business or a personal life or pitching your startup uh, opening, trying to make a sale, trying to touch people's lives. Presentation, for me, it's a very valuable skill. That's why I thought I will convince Fatima to come here, and I did. <laughs> so uh, I'm super, super happy and excited to have you here. But I would then like you to tell us a little bit about what the hell is Pecha Kucha, because it sounds so weird, like right. Pecha Kucha. <laughs> what is it from where this thing came from? I'll go a step back and say why yeah. Pecha Kucha, like yeah. why did this why did this come about? So like I explained, I found myself in a place where I was suddenly in the middle of people from all over the world and people who I had to start connecting from scratch. But it's weird to just go out in the street and like, you know, start looking for connections or start looking for commonalities. And uh, it was a friend and a colleague, Animere, from work who told me about Pecha Kucha Ohus. And she invited me to give a talk over there and that's where it started. And then I... Just being at that event and being a speaker that helped me understand that I think a lot of us, a lot of the people around us have very interesting, inspiring stories and stories that you can relate to. So stories and sharing stories is a great way of finding connections and people and experiences you can relate to. But you need a framework. You need an excuse to make it happen. You can't just put a room full of people and imagine that it will happen on its own. So that's where I find the beauty of this format. Uh, so basically, Pecha Kucha is nothing. It's a fun event gathering where you get people together and it's creative people who share their stories, inspiration, uh, experiences, very personally in an engaging format. And now we come to the format. So the exactly. format the format is basically where a speaker gets to share their, their creative story uh, using 20 images. But there's a condition that they get to spend only 20 seconds per images. So when the presenter is presenting, they don't get to control the pace of the slide. The slide keeps changing on its own. So you really have to be super precise and sharp. So in all, it takes about six and a half minutes. And I was in the beginning, I was like, that's impossible. Like, how much can you get out of exactly. that? Exactly. But I was amazed at how much you can get out of that. What is also super nice about this format, it is so short that it can make you curious about something completely new and different and excited about it. But if it's not very relevant to you, then you've lost six and a half minutes of your life. I mean, imagine how much time we spend scrolling our phones. So I wouldn't think it's that unproductive. That said, I think the benefit of having people come physically together in a space and getting to hear different creative people share their stories, backgrounds, personal experiences has so much value. And the energy that I experienced in Ohus, I just tried to now uh, replicate that in the city I live in, Viola. And you know, you always go like, oh, there's not much happening around. But then it is just to take it on yourself to start it. And then I found Spinneri Helen, who very kindly offered the venue and uh, a lot of support otherwise. And then I have friends uh, like Jules and Jill and Roberta, people I like working with. So it was just like, you know, I'm not really an expert at events, but it, it was just people who are interested and passionate about this. And we started an event in Viola. Yeah, I actually, I, I have a couple of remarks for what you said. And thank you very much for, for sharing this story. So basically, you just started an event. You uh, you just decided to, okay, I I love the thing that happened in Orhus. Yeah. Then I will do it in Vaila. I have to say that 
it, it gives me like a deja vu experience from the interview that we have with Kathy yes. previously. Yes. Because she was like, okay, so I uh, was interested in LinkedIn local and I was looking around and looking on LinkedIn and there was nothing in Orhus. So I thought I will create it. And you know, it's like when I talk with people like this, I, I truly am amazed that the difference between having an idea or even a complaint in a head, like nothing is happening around, you know, oh my God, I don't know anyone. It would be cool if someone would organize an event. A difference between a person like this and a person that says the same things and then, but I will do it. It will be me who will organize it. It's a small difference in mindset, but the effect, the consequence is enormous. And I truly admire you. And I truly admired Kathy for actually being brave enough, motivated enough to start something from a scratch. Of course, you had the formats, right. but you had to organize it on a place. Right. And the second thing I wanted to ask you, sharing my own personal experience, because I was a speaker on your second yes. event in Vile, when you mentioned 20 slides, 20 second per slide. When I heard it first time, when I saw those presentations, I was like, okay, th- this is ridiculous. It's like, it really is tough to, to, to do it. And guys, it is really tough to do it. I will be honest with you. I think I have never practiced before a presentation or a public speech like this in my entire life because indeed it gives you structure. It teaches you discipline, but you also have to be very mindful on what you want to say, because you have only six minutes and a half or 40 seconds. Right. Um, so for me, it was a huge challenge. I wanted to ask you how it was for you, because you first presented, right, before right. you actually organized the Pechakucha event in Vaila. Yeah, I think I can echo your experience. It was a nightmare because <laughs> I made my first draft and I was like 15 minutes about easily and I'm a freestyle talker <laughs> that's how I like presenting as you can hear it probably from this conversation so it did ask a lot from me and it did take just a lot of painful cutting down and you know forcing myself to choose I'm somebody who likes everything I want everything to every slide to be there and everything's important it forces you to choose to cut down and I think I was amazed at how effective I was because it was like an experiment for me and I spoke on a complex subject. So I was like, let me see how much do people get out of this. And I was surprised at how much I was actually able to put in it just by being much more thoughtful and uh, deliberate and very precise. There was a lot of decision uh, decision taking involved in making that presentation versus, you know, if I didn't have a time limit and if I had, you know, a format I could choose, which is not bad. Uh, it really depends on what, what the purpose of the presentation is. But I was amazed. And then I was like, this is amazing. And it was not just my presentation. I was able to sit through and listen to a lot of other presentations. And at that time, I wasn't even very good at Danish. But because the format is so visual and snappy, I was actually understanding a lot of other people's presentations. And I was like, isn't this amazing? Like, So, I mean, this format was uh, started by an architecture company in uh, Klein and Daitem. They are based mm-hmm. in Japan, Tokyo. So they started this format because they knew that if you just put somebody on stage with some slides, they can go on and on forever. So it was something they started for a local community in Japan. They did not know they were starting something big, but this format caught on because there's something nice about how long and short it is. And uh, it's now, hap- the Pecha Kucha events are happening in more than 1,000 cities all over the world. 
So, and I think wherever, whenever people have come and either spoken or attended it, I think they just feel like this is enough. They don't find it as short as it sounds when, you know, you just say somebody it's six and a half minutes. I totally agree. I actually have to say that the funny thing is that when you go and sit and look at the presentation and the presentations that I have seen in Viola, because I was already twice at the event, it is from everything, from your hobby, from your passion to some uh, topic, like for instance, Fatima was presenting something about, I don't know how many million of languages <laughs> used in India, uh, scripts, sans- Sanskrit scripts, right? Yeah, yeah. writing uh, scripts. And it was so entertaining and short because you actually did choose those information that are necessary. And uh, I didn't felt overwhelmed, even if the topic is a heavy topic. But I remember I was looking at those presentations. It was enough for me. When I went on the stage, I was done. I, I, I felt like 20 seconds passed. It is unbelievable when you are presenting it and then it just like it rolls slide after a slide and you're like... That's it. It was really, really bizarre. But there is something very interesting that you said. You could understand speakers in Danish language. Yes. Probably if you would have a speaker in French or in German, because of the the format and the fact that it has to be visual, you would still get out something out of it. Exactly. So that's, I think it's another um, powerful thing. Right. that Pecha Kucha provides. And guys, if you are interested, there is a Pecha Kucha website. I think it's pechakucha.org yes. yes. and you can find presentations from all over the world. Actually, you can filter uh, the presentations through a city, yes. through event. And I think at the front page, the presentations which are featured are like the most watched today and so on. So you can actually see plenty of people right. who who just tried it and uh, you can hear because of course audio is uh, playing while you are watching the presentation so uh, for whoever is interested i would really recommend to go and and give it a shot especially that you know you will basically spend six minutes on it and i think that's also an amazing thing because i remember once thinking if a public speaker sucks at least we have to suffer for only six minutes. <laughs> so that's also a good thing, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. But uh, Fatima, uh, I actually have a question for you before we will start, because today we will talk about, as you know, five key ingredients to create a captivating presentation. And Pecha Kucha will be definitely something we will reflect on throughout Fatima giving her advice. But I was wondering that's and I, I meet this opinion quite often. But why do we need presentation skills? Or why why do we even need to know how to present? Like, isn't it enough to make a PowerPoint with all the information and send it out to people? Or uh, why is this skill even relevant? So can you please tell me if you have from the top of your head any answers to that or any practical applications of presentation or, or storytelling skills? I think uh, I know presentation is just a tool, but basically the objective is storytelling. And uh, there are many, many ways of storytelling. Some people can write a book. Some people can make a movie. Some people can make a six second funny cat video. And uh, that's fine. That's also an effective story. So it really depends on what you're saying. But I think what's beautiful or why presentations still exist and why they have not become obsolete is there's something wonderful about this mix of a person speaking and their verbal expression being supported by visual supplements. 
and we will we will touch upon this in detail when we go into the details but i think it's just a very memorable and impactful way of communicating and i see it relevant in so many places i mean of course in business it's a thing because you have gathered a bunch of people and you need to get something across you need to make sure it's well understood registered and an action point has to happen after that so it's like it's almost like hygiene that your presentation is effective but like speaking with pecha kucha it's personal stories and it's beautiful but i would like to give example of your show like you know by having a format of you know five tips i think you again make a framework that helps make getting Tata. that information precise so i would say it's just a template i wouldn't call it template because template can sound very can sound very binding but i would think that it's not necessarily a template that binds you it's something that guides you i actually agree with the with the format that you have to have a, some sort of a format what i like in pechakucha is that it uh, forces you as we just said to to make this presentation concise up to the point but i think in general when people are presenting they have a problem with approaching this like okay this is supposed to be interesting this is supposed to sell an idea this is supposed to make an impact and uh, they are just more like this is just something i have to do and show to the people and maybe i will mumble or maybe i will read it or maybe they will just read it from the slide i don't care first of all i think that only people who really are passionate about doing this should be presenters and in a corporate environment when i was working i have to say i saw a lot of people being forced into making presentations and you could obviously see that they are not comfortable and either we train people like this or we simply choose people who are comfortable with presenting but i will tell you something very interesting fatima at university actually in uh, via college university right now uh, me and marta were opening the innovation weeks for the students with a speech and uh, we were asked to create pecha kucha because this is how students will actually present their sales pitch for their startups and because they have like this two weeks when they have to come up with an idea and make a business case for a startup because it's innovation weeks and i think that one presentation was supposed to be about you as a person your story and the other one about your sales pitch so i think that this is brilliant because you can use this format normally when you want to convince someone to invest in your idea you will not get an hour you will not stand there and talk for an hour because no one has time for that but if you have a concise presentation because i know that you can do pachakucha live but you can also record a voice over and imagine that your sales pitch is actually 20 slides 20 mm. seconds and you make a voice over and you send it so you don't send like a whole huge i don't know written stuff or you don't send some presentation with 100 slides and no commentary so i actually see more and more applications of pechakucha in particular but i also think that presentation skills are becoming more and more relevant in this world right and i think that this program is something that can help a lot of people to actually pimp their presentation skills up and look uh, at pechakucha as something that could maybe be a very good tool for them what do you think I I think it's uh, definitely worth recommending like I you can hear it from my own experience and I guess you can uh, vouch for that as well a great way is to like so public speaking is something that doesn't come naturally to everybody and whether you're an expert or not it takes thoughtful work so it's not that it's a cake walk for somebody it does take work that said uh, I have seen a recording of my presentation 
from way back. Mm -hmm. And then a recording of my presentation from Pecha Kucha. I, and I was watching it as an audience. And I was like, oh man, I'm like going all over the place in the first <laughs> one. So I could see the difference in how much of a crystal clear takeout I was getting out from the second one. So don't look at yourself as a speaker. Put yourself in the audience shoes. What's more interesting and effective? And that's your objective, right? You're not presenting for yourself because would you would do that at your home in front of a mirror. You're presenting in front of a live audience. And there's a lot of engagement and involvement. And I think it's almost a responsibility towards your audience to put thought into it. Like you, they're giving you that time and attention. So it's your responsibility to make it worth it as much as you can. I, I think this last thought, because I would actually, I'm really curious about your tips and we will talk about them in a moment. That last thought was uh, something that for me really sells the, the case that presentation skills, public speaking skills are very important because when people come to listen to you, be it in a business environment, be it in a in an event like this, they actually give a part of their time and they come there and they and either expect inspiration or education or entertainment, but they don't definitely wish to see a person who looks like is either bored or not involved just passing through slides and slides and slides so for everyone who will ever have to present something please be mindful that you are actually doing this for people and that's you should be your main focus but okay fatima tell me first what are your five tips only the headlines and then i think we'll start with tip number one sure so i think the first one that i would touch upon is uh, make it a story don't just line up facts so put in the story that would be my first one the second one is make it visual as visual as possible i know we Uh, think it's a rabbit hole of words and words and words, but it can be much more effective with visuals. The third one is make it personal, because remember, it's you presenting, so it's not a standalone document. And by just putting you in the equation, that changes the dynamic. The fourth one is be precise. Uh, we touched upon that a little bit already, but we go in details later. And the last one is be as relevant as possible. So be relevant. So just to recap, yeah. Make it a story, make it visual, make it personal, make it precise, and make it relevant. Okay, that sounds uh, like a pretty good advice, I will tell you, but definitely there is way more uh, meat on a bone. I think we will definitely start with the first one because we have, guys, five minutes left of this wonderful program. But don't worry, there will be a second part. So Fatima, please start with, with the story. Why do you think it's so important to actually focus on a story rather than facts in your presentation? I think if we as humans just think about things you remember, so which presentations do you remember? They will not be the ones that showed the most hard hitting facts or statistics. The presentations that had a story or a takeout that was sticky, that was memorable. So I think there's a lot of merit in Of course, you at the bottom line, you want to communicate facts, but the minute you translate them as a story, I'm just paying more attention and I'm listening more attentively. And most importantly, it has more impact. But at the same time, I remember it much more. It is said by research that I think as human beings, we tend to remember facts, like say 5% chances of remembering facts. There's 65% chances of remembering a story. Okay, that that's quite some odds here. Yes. Yeah. And I think there's something beautiful because you tell me facts and it's bullets, right? Like boom, boom, boom. 
But when you tell me a story, there's a beginning, there's a build up and there's an end. There's ups and downs. I think a great example I can give you is Steve Jobs and his keynote messages. If you pay attention to how he built his story, he put so much drama, he put so much anticipation into what he was doing. Even so the fact was, now you have an iPod which has so many songs, but he would put it like, what if you could put 1000 songs into your pocket? It just makes that fact so much more interesting. So I would say yes you want to communicate fact and I'm in full agreement with that but I think you have to and you have to bring out what does that fact mean what story does it tell how does that fact make a difference to me I totally agree and actually I think Steve Jobs right now rest in peace because he's he's not here with us anymore right I'm not mixing Steve's or Jobs or his so uh, he was a definitely a, a, a personality and he was known for his public uh, presentations in a company and he was one of those first CEOs that were going there with but I think we will get to that in visuals because I saw a couple of his presentations but he was always making it a story and the guy was talking about a company that has billions in revenue uh, so if i will hear that you know for me or for my company this is irrelevant because i am you know selling uh, some uh, technical things well steve jobs was selling computers and mobile phones there you you cannot get more technical than this you know <laughs> and i remember i was talking once with uh, some of my colleagues for instance from the wind industry and i was thinking how can we make presentations more exciting more like a storytelling Yeah but you know we sell technical stuff what is to tell well maybe about the fact that we are saving the world by providing green energy isn't that like a story behind all of this so in every single product that can seem to be technical or uh, like not for a story there is a story there is a reason why you actually are producing this and you can always ignite people's attention your employee attention or also your customers attention by telling that story so fatima thank you so very much for giving the the example of steve jobs and for explaining that and yeah i think stories stick facts don't right and i think just one more notice that when we speak about presentations presentation is a slide by slide format right it's not just one image and then you're speaking on that one image for 15 minutes so by nature presentation allows you to unfold your story it it is a narrative so my learning is to exploit that opportunity of taking breaking down your your content into step by step pieces and unfolding taking the audience on a journey Yeah, I I totally agree and uh, from my experience I do have to say that from 300 400 presentations I have seen in my life in different settings and surroundings internet included only those who had a story and had something really catchy only those I remember I don't remember any of the presentations I saw about any technical strategical things because they just don't stick So that was so true. Thank you so much for that Fatima and um I think we will continue this lovely discussion in the next episode where we will go with the next four tips on how to make your actually key ingredients on how to make your presentation captivating. So thank you for being here today. Pleasure. Yes, and we will hear you guys on the next episode. You are listening to You've Got 5 Options show, where we solve your life challenges.
Remember that you can visit our website, the5options.com, where you can submit your challenge or find our previous challenges. That's all, folks! Du lytter til din lokale radio i Aarhus på FM 98,7 MHz og 89,5 MHz. Radio i Aarhus på FM 